Hey there, I'm Megan Sheridan, manager of events here at Intercom, and you're listening to Intercom on Marketing. Chapter six, meet now, conquer now. In our industry, there are dozens, if not hundreds of ways you can get in front of current and prospective customers. When resources are low, impact is key. And where opportunities lie, choices have to be made. To do that, it's not enough to replicate textbook marketing strategies. It's important to ask yourself, what's different? Or what could be different? Events rely on difference. They get someone's attention for a long period of time in a space that you design and create yourself for the people that you want to meet that day. During that time, you get to have your own voice and their consideration. This isn't something you get with a landing page or a billboard, and you definitely don't get it with paid advertising either. Is it as measurable? Not always. Is it easy? Definitely not. But when you're just starting up, other than knocking on someone's front door, this is the most targeted, proactive, and personal way you can meet the people you need to meet. Do it well, and you turn those meetings into lasting relationships. Businesses have been giving prospects and customers an experience to remember for hundreds of years. Big meals, golf trips, suited drivers, nice cars, champagne, the works. Those investments have felt good for those in it for the ride and have raised an eyebrow for those on the sidelines. They hit budgets hard and somewhere along the line have made business sense. The truth is, nothing has truly changed. Companies still do that. They're now just called events. Well-executed events can attract, convert, nurture, or delight your audience, depending on how strategic or thorough you're willing to get. Product positioning and knowledge and brand awareness are your first ports of call in the early days. Unlike other functions that you have or will have in your company, events can directly connect you to four audiences at once. Your customers, your users, your prospects, and the rest of the industry. That's a big opportunity. So why isn't everyone jumping at it? During the first few years, business events are hard to justify. They cost a lot when money is tight and they're difficult to measure. While it's easy to be suspicious of business activities that don't translate well on a spreadsheet, it doesn't mean they're not worth doing. Your business relies on having customers that are going to last, so relationships matter. Talking to people and building relationships is hard, and you can't just outsource this to some agency. Events might be a lot harder than some other tactics, but nobody said marketing was easy. It's never too early to build events, and it's never too early to meet and conquer. Here's our guide to getting started. Step one, meet your audience where they already are. Once you start building your product, there's a whole audience out there waiting to hear about you and what you've built. That means from day one, your strategy to meet and spend time with your audience is about dividing and conquering. To do this, you should dial in your company's philosophy, who you are and what you care about, and your product philosophy. Leaning on those, draft your first set of goals about how you'd like to meet and best spend time with your audience. An essential part of starting out is creating a moving target for your company. Get comfortable traveling to your audience rather than expecting them to come to you. That could mean attending conferences related to your product or meetups organized by like-minded people. This is likely going to be your most significant resource and financial drain at the start of building your event strategy. Invest enough time in events and eventually they'll be willing to fly to you, but not on day one. Step two, 
use existing channels to your advantage. Finance can feel like a blocker to getting started, but lack of funding is a forcing function to putting thought first. If your budget is low, and it should be for events in the early stages, use channels that others have created and paths that have already been cleared. The most obvious carrot is a tech conference that fits your target audience. While most events are about mutual buy-in between you and attendees, know that conferences are not. They're an indirect partnership where the cards are heavily stacked in the conference's favor. With the wrong mindset or context, a conference will take your money and leave you hungry. It's not a conference's responsibility to do a good job for you. It's your job to buy their audience and do something with it. Don't spend your precious early dollars on them and don't spend your last. You won't get them back. Start spending big money on conferences only when they allow you to be specific, aggressive, or competitive. That's impossible when you're small. Until then, host spin-off events during the conferences that are in your town, or those you're speaking at, pitching at, or already attending. Half of tech conference tickets are given away for free to attract a large crowd, so make a plea, a trade, or become friends with somebody that runs the conference. There are ways to save here. When you're there, tap into the conference's press attendance and pitch them a story ahead of time, or ask them to meet you. You can gain a lot for free, and you can give a lot for free. That's what conferences are about. A bad version of this opportunity is spending half of your annual marketing budget on sponsoring a conference closing party. Sure, your logo will be on a balloon or napkin, but no one will care. People at this stage are tired, thirsty, and up for one last dance. They've had a long week. They won't care because they're not attending the event on account of your product, to meet you, or to gain something from your company. If your audience doesn't share your goals from the first moment of your event, you're wasting your time and money. You can't expect to host a regional drink up and collect a thousand leads. If you're ever in doubt, here's a sanity check. If a conference isn't willing to pay for it themselves, it's not valuable to them. It's not a milestone or a deal breaker for them or their audience. Don't be that person who gives them the extra thing that doesn't add value. Step three, getting ready to build your own. When you're using paths others have laid down before you, it's best to do something that you can control. For example, you might host office hours with customers you've never met who could be using your product in a better way. Meet them in a quality coffee or tea shop near the conference that's on brand for your company. It should also have a generous amount of space and good Wi-Fi. Be sure to let the store know that you're showing up ahead of time. You'd be surprised by the kind of setup they'd be happy to organize for you. You could also host an invite-only meetup at a bar in or near the hotel that everyone is staying at for a conference. Just be sure it matches the company brand. Make it personal by dropping a handwritten note for your wanted guest at the front desk. Starting small means intentional focus, resourcefulness, and driving interactions with your company's personality. As you grow, that should never change. These moments define how people think of you and your company from personal memory. A note here, make sure you're in control of the experience. When you've started to see some success in your early events, it can be tempting to outsource them to ramp things up. Outsourcing can mean anything from relying on a conference to honor your brand, to paying an events company to wow your customers on your behalf. Don't do this. When you outsource anything from your company, you pay someone with different goals to represent you and carry a brand they're not a part of. Your events will never grow or scale well if you do this. For the longest time, theater companies and venues have been tightly aligned with and owned by promotion houses. 
Apart from acknowledging the different skill sets at play in events and the importance of alignment between those functions, this classic structure highlights something we all too easily miss. Events are a success or a failure before they ever happen. Events are 50% idea, 30% promotion, and 20% execution. Any company's first events team member will need to be a curator, then a promoter, and lastly, a producer. Companies that are successful at building brand experiences never outsource their ideas or their voice. They can, however, outsource their executors. Step four, build big and be risky. The sooner you introduce speakers, personality, and creative control to your events, the better. Don't dive in alone to your first from scratch event. Co-market and share the effort, the creative, and the expense with another company or meetup group that you respect and want to be seen with. Use tools you already have. Your office can be your venue, your team can be your thought leaders, and your customers your first audience. When you're starting to think about what your events might look like, consider what you respect, what's missing, the things you don't like, and what you can do that no one else can. There's so much out there waiting for somebody to grab. No one is nailing this. That's your opportunity. When building brand experience, you must commit to humanizing your company and embracing its roots. It's not about tricking anyone. It's about making sure your audience stays focused and that your company stays real all of the time. Once you've begun to define what an event means for your company, you're in a strong position to take a leap and build it out. You can make them bigger and grow your audience. That's an inherent risk many startups don't take, but we took it and it works. Speaking to people is hard, but you have to do it. So do it in a way that's strategic and puts your company first. Start small, delivering the message that's important to your company on the very first day. Start listening to what your audience needs. Find what you have to say that's different to what everyone else is talking about. Spend time with the people that matter, your audience. They are your opportunity. This is a space that you can use to define your business. Nobody has what you have. So ask yourself and your company, what's the risk in us not doing this? I bet it's higher than you going ahead and making it happen. From the moment that someone starts using your product, events are an opportunity. Don't ignore it. This has been Intercom on Marketing.